Man, I love New Spring Church. This is an unusual week for me. If you're part of our New Spring fabric, you, you know that because I'm in between series. We just finished Love Songs, and next week we start the greatest series I've ever done in my career. And I'm serious about that. It's called Freaking Messed Up, and I cannot wait to get into that. It's a series I've wanted to bring for a long time. And it's just, just so that you'll have a flight plan from where I'm going with this. We've already talked about this. It seems like the wheels are falling off of the culture. And then beyond that, it's just like there's, a, there's something within each of us that knows that we're just not right on the inside. And so uh, the series is called Freaking Messed Up, Subject to Change, and I cannot wait to get started. In fact, I would like to just go ahead and preach the first message, but that's coming up next weekend, and, and I've got something really important I want to do today that's really unusual and almost never do this, and that is I want to talk directly to New Springers. And the reason why that's unusual for us, if you're our guest, is New Spring Church exists for other people. We always say the only pressure we feel at New Spring is from people who aren't here yet. And so if you, if you feel love when you come in here, and I hope, and I've met some of you who are first-time guests here at New Spring, even in this early service. Um, if you feel love when you come in here, it's because we really do love people. We really love you, and we're so glad you're here. So uh, it's rare, rare for me to just talk to New Springers. But if you're our guest, um, just a couple things. Number one, who knows? Maybe someday you will decide you would like to be part of New Spring. So this will be an important talk because you can learn what our DNA is and what we're all about. And then beyond that, you say, Mark, I'm visiting from another city, or I, I'm, I just you know, wanted to see what I've heard about. And, and I'm not sure I'll ever be part of New Spring. Well, that's great. You can, you can know how to pray for us or, or just you can at least when you pass us, you can know what we're about. But I want to talk to New Springers today. And my talk is, is just exactly what I said when I walked on stage today. My talk is I love New Spring Church because I know you do. You guys are crazy. You're radical about your church. In fact, there were some, some first-time guests who came the other day, and, and they made a comment. Uh, they said, this is the first time they'd ever heard anybody, some, just somebody from New Spring had, had interacted with them. And they said, it was the first time they'd ever heard anybody that, that was radical about their church. And you guys are. You're radical about what you do about New Spring. You invite people. I mean, just, I don't look at numbers. I'm too much of an artist. But um, in staff meeting of the day, we were looking at the attendance numbers for Love Songs versus Pillow Talk, which was just an annual series. It was September to September. And it was interesting how that the movement in the weeks was the same. The only difference was there, was, there were like 900 more people every weekend. And so we've just had dramatic, dramatic growth. And so much of that is because of you guys. I um, always chuckle when people tell me, you know, I'm on an airplane sometimes and I'll sit with someone and they'll find out, you know, that I'm a minister. And they'll say sometimes in a kind, polite way, it's as almost as if to say, don't talk to me anymore. They'll say, I don't like organized religion. And I always tell them, you'd love my church because we struggle with organization. We're not the most organized bunch around here. For one thing, we've been growing exponentially. It's been everything we can do just to hang on for dear life. And, um, but the reason why we're growing, we don't have any organized outreach ministry or outreach program because pastors are always calling me from all over the country. and They're saying, tell us how to do what you guys did at New Spring. We don't know. All we know is this. We love people. You guys love New Spring. You invite your friends. And God is just blowing this place up. And I'm so excited about what's happening at New Spring. This will be my 25th year here. Next June, I think it's June 5th, it'll be 25 years that Mary Austin and I have been at this church. And we've, we've had a front row seat for all the incredible miracles that God has done, taking us to where we are today. But if you want to hear from your pastor what is in his heart today, I just want to tell you, I, I don't think we've seen anything yet. You know, I believe God has a great vision for this church. I mean, right now we impact southern Kansas. We Actually, through the television ministry, we impact a big part of the state. 
And through Judgment House and other ministries that the, God has given us an influence, we're impacting this region. And then beyond that, every time you, you add a missions gift to your, when you, when you make your offering, your weekend offering, and you add a gift to missions, you're impacting the world. But I just don't think we're ready yet for what God has for us. And so you guys all know, whether you're talking about your career or your family, you all know what it's like when you have this sense that as great as things are, there could be more. When I, I, I am a bargain hunter, and when I negotiate, I, I'm a tough negotiator, I always say what many of you say who are negotiating, I don't want to leave money on the table. Isn't it a horrible feeling to know you've left money on the table? But you know what? That's really pretty unimportant in the eternal scheme of things. But wouldn't you hate to leave people on the table? People that God loves. People that this church could reach. Children that this, that this, that this church. You know, I, I, I love it. Parents were kind of apologizing to me a few minutes ago because their kids were rushing to, to Kids World. And they just kind of like rushed right past me. And, and they said, I'm sorry our kids, got, our kids got in your way. And it's a wonderful family. And I was saying, man, I'm just so glad that we have a church where kids can't wait to get into Kids World. But wouldn't you hate to leave people behind whom God loves. I just believe that God has got radical things that he wants New Spring to do. And so you can understand why now I said a few moments ago, I want to talk to New Springers. I do believe that one of the things that causes us to love our church so much is I believe that God is letting us experience church the way it should be. I don't mean that we're everything we should be, but we're getting to experience church. And so many of you have come from bad religious situations. And I know because every time I say I hate religion, I always look out at the way you nod at me. And, and those of you that nod like you're about to break your necks, I know you've had a really bad experience with religion at some point in your life. You know why, why we've had a bad experience with religion? It's because Jesus is the ultimate victim of identity theft. His name has been stolen by so many people, and people have messed up churches. They've started hierarchical religious systems. They've started wars in his name that he had absolutely nothing to do with. But what we've experienced is we've experienced, we've experienced for just a little while, I believe, what God intended the church to be because our doors have been blown open and people have streamed in our doors. And it's so interesting that so many of you who came to New Spring, you weren't even sure you believed in God when you came in here, but you knew you were loved. That's what you told me. You said, in fact, I, I remember I was talking to a friend not too far from where I'm standing right now, and he said, I don't know if I believe anything you say, but I love this place. I think that's because of the love that God has put in our hearts and what has happened in this, in this church, and, and not only in our impact to others, but also in our own hearts. Let me take you back for a few moments to how the church got started. Because my guess is, those of us who've grown up in America, we have a pretty screwed up idea of what the church is supposed to be. For one, for one thing, I, I remember a few, few days ago, I was hosting some friends of mine and, and, um, and officials who were part of a different religion. And by that, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't followers of Christ. They were, they were followers of a completely different religious system. But they're good friends of mine. And they were here, and we were walking around. And I, was showing them, I was showing them what was happening. And we were getting ready for Watermark. You saw the video a few minutes ago. And so I told them what was happening. Because our church is so large, we have some, you know, several services, and we can't get everybody in the facility at one time. I told them that we were going to have to rent the Hartman Arena and one of the leaders of this other religion asked me a question. He said, well, how are your people going to react to the fact that they're not meeting in a church? Now, now, what do we know about that? 
Church is not a building. New Spring Church was New Spring Church in Hartman Arena. If we met out there on the grass, we would still be New Spring Church. Someday we'll meet in heaven. A building is wonderful and it's important. It's a means to an end. It's a tool. But this building is not a church. So when you pass, when you pass a building with a steeple, you know, I, I do the same thing as you do. I say, well, look, there's a church. But it's not a church. The church is not there. Let me explain to you what I mean by that. And I want to go back to a verse of Scripture. And this was the first time Jesus ever mentioned the church. This is in the book of Matthew chapter 16. Jesus said, upon this rock, and if you see that word rock there, Peter had just said that Jesus was, was the Son of God. So that rock was Peter's confession. Upon this rock, I will, Jesus said, I will build my church. Look at these things he said about it. And all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now, look at the word church there for a moment. For many of us, church has always been a religious term. It might surprise you to know that the word church that Jesus used, the Greek word that he used for church, was not a religious word at all. It was a secular term. It just simply meant an assembly. But the, the word, and I hate when pastors do this, it just makes me want to get up and leave, but please don't get up and leave. Um, the, the, the Greek word there for church comes from, actually it's two words put together, ekklesia. Ekklesia is the word. Ek in the Greek is a prefix that means out of. Lesso means to speak or to call. So in effect, the word church means called out. So the reason why you're here today and the reason why you're part of a group of God followers is because at some point you heard the call of Christ calling you out. And now one thing that churches get messed up on is, you know, it's like, well, we've been called out to be an elite group. So, man, Jesus has called us out, and we've been picked, and we've been hand-chosen, and we are the chosen frozen, and it's us, you know, it's us and nobody else. How whacked is that? Because you haven't been called out. You know, I, there are some people who have the idea that Jesus has called you out to be weird. Some of you come from traditions, you know, where if you were a Christ follower, you were a freak. No makeup. You know, you have to look weird to be a follower of Jesus. That's not at all what it means. Called out means you've been called out to have a different value system. You haven't been called out to look weird. You haven't been called out to do weird things, you know, make weird pilgrimages. You've been called out to love different things and different people than the rest of the world. You've been called out not to love money possessions or or stuff of this world. You've been called out to love people. And you've been called out to love your enemies, in fact. You've been called out to have a heart that doesn't consume, but a heart that serves. And most of all, a heart that follows Jesus Christ, the risen Son of God. That's what you've been called out for. But hey, take that, take that expression called out any way you want to. Let me tell you how I take it sometimes as a Christ follower. I've been called out. I know that Jesus has called me out of the world's way of thinking to call me out to a new way of thinking. But, you know, I love sports. And and, in our terminology today in sports, when somebody's called out, oftentimes coach or other players will look at somebody that thinks, you know, and, and they'll think this guy could be or this gal could be producing a lot more. So they'll say something about this person specifically, and we'll say they've been called out. In other words, it's like they've been singled out to be everything that they should be. And I know I've been called out by Jesus to be part of a different way of thinking and a different way of living my life. But in this affluent age... And I, I know that I'm going to maybe scare some of you, but I, I just don't know how much time we have left before Jesus comes back. I think those of us who are Jesus followers, I think we're being called out. I hear my name called. Hey, Mark. 
I mean, I haven't heard it audibly, but it's like I feel it. It's like Jesus is saying, hey, Mark, you comfortable where you are? You want to go to a whole nother level. Do you want to go to a whole new place of effectiveness? Mark, I'm calling you out. And I just believe that with what we're experiencing at New Spring, I don't think we should accept. I mean, even though we've experienced blessings that most of us have never heard about, even though we're watching life change on a scale that I've only read about, I don't think we've seen everything God wants to do in this place. I think the Lord is calling us out to a whole new place. With that in mind, I have two things up here on stage that I want to show you. You can imagine being pastor of this great church. My, my life is seven days a week, and, and I'm dealing with stuff in my head and my heart all the time, and sometimes I need clarity. For, and I'm sure you're the same way. I mean, doesn't your life get so complex sometimes that you're just saying, I just need clarity? Well, there's a place where I go when I need clarity for this church. I go out there into the lobby. And up on the wall, and you'll see it when you go out, up, up on the two walls of our lobby, there are two picture frame statements And when I'm dealing with just, you know, all kinds of complexity, I go there and I read what's on those two signs, and it helps me. One of the signs is our church verse. The other sign is our purpose statement. Because to me, and for all of you who are visitors to New Spring, you know, if you're our guest, maybe for one of the first times, you may come from another church or another business that has a purpose statement, and it's just sort of like something that you have to have as an entity. But with us around New Spring, our purpose We live and breathe our purpose. One thing, we're simple people. We're not the sharpest knives in the drawer. We'll say that that to anybody. One thing we are radical about is our purpose. We are about what we're about. So I want to just take you to our purpose statement for a moment. And I want you to look at it. Because see, when I stand out there in the lobby and I'm, I'm overwhelmed with issues and decisions that I have to make, it just helps me to go out there and look up at it. And I love the first line. Our purpose is to help people. I love that, don't you? Our purpose is to help people. I've I've sat on the boards of directors of organizations, Christian organizations, and I learned pretty quickly that their purpose was to keep the business going. Their purpose was to keep money coming in and salaries being paid. Their purpose was basically to serve themselves. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're a new springer, this, and I mean this in all love, and I put myself in there, it's not about us. Our purpose is to help people. I love what people say. I mean, people will come from the strangest backgrounds to New Spring, and they'll say, Mark, I felt the love when I drove in the parking lot. You know why? Our purpose is to help people. That is what we live for. What we live for at New Spring is life change. I love it. I mean, you guys, you give wonderfully. You sacrifice you labor. It's going to be wonderful to have this phenomenal new building that's going to help our kids' ministry and provide all kinds of new space. I love all this stuff. But when everything else is cleared, we exist to help people. Let's look at the full statement. Our purpose is to help people make an eternal connection with Jesus Christ. That is job one at New Spring Church. Let me say this. We can do everything right, and if we get that wrong, We're a waste of time here. And by the same token, we can fail at everything else, and I hope we don't. We can fail at everything else. But if we help people make an eternal, eternal connection with Jesus Christ, then we'll be a success. Never forget that a church is about a message. 
A church is about a message. Let me, let me read to you in the book of Romans. This is just a great, great scripture that all of us need to keep in mind that love the church. Paul, writing, said, I'm not ashamed of this good news. Now, a church, if it's God's church, is about good news. Now, we can do a lot of things. We can help people with, with social needs. We can help people, you know, like we've been helping people with family situations that, like we did in love songs. We can do a lot of great things. But at the end of the day, we need to remember that we are about good news because people go to heaven because they believe a message. So we're about that message. This is what Paul said. I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. You know what's, here's why I hate religion. You know what religion is messed up on? Religion says you get, you get right in God's sight by doing better. But that's not what the Bible says. We get right in God's sight by believing a message. And what is that message? What's the good news? God loved us, and even though we're sinners, he gave his son, his only son, Jesus, and he punished him in our place. So that anyone, you just read with me, Paul said, everyone who believes gets saved. Anyone, no matter what you've done, where you've been, how you failed, no matter how embarrassed you are about your past, no matter how you think that God couldn't love somebody like you, no matter who you are, anybody who believes on Jesus Christ can have their sins washed away forever and have an eternal relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, here's the deal, guys. If all that happens with a message, then if our purpose is to help people make an eternal connection with Jesus Christ, how do we do that? We do that by getting the message out in creative ways. I mean, I want to, I want to drop down to our strategy at New Spring. Our strategy is to accomplish this by creating joyful, relevant, irresistible environments. In New Spring, we're about environments. Every once in a while, somebody who's really old school, and we really, we, we've really just tried to you know, help people who are really, really old school not go into our kids' world because they just get really freaked out, you know? <laughs> They'll go into our kids' world and say, you do this for kids all the time? Aren't you just entertaining them? No, we're engaging them. I mean, listen to what these kids are learning. I mean, walk up and talk to one of our kids from Kids World. And I mean, it's amazing. Some of you as parents have gotten to go into Kids World uh, lately, and you've seen what it's like. But here's the deal. We, we're making joyful environments. How many of us grew up in church, and it wasn't joyful? You know, it's like, I don't want to go to church anymore, and your parents make you go to church. you got to sit still. I mean, that's the one I hate the most. you got to sit still in church and be good. In other words, suffer through it. How whacked is that? I mean, when Jesus taught, I remember reading in the Bible about a boy that brought a sack lunch and stayed all day. Listen, when you can get a 10-year-old boy to stay all day and listen to somebody, he was joyful, he was relevant, he was irresistible. And that's what we do. Here's the deal. We can't connect people with Jesus Christ by ourselves. That take, that's the work of, what, of the person the Bible calls the Holy Spirit, the third member of the Godhead. In other words, God is not limited by a body. He's everywhere, and he works in our lives. So he's the one who helps us connect to Jesus Christ. But here's what we can do. We can set the table. Therein lies, if you love New Spring Church, the first thing that you can do. If you love New Spring Church, and you love what God is doing here, you can help us set the table. You say, me, Mark? I, I've, I've only been a Jesus follower for a little while. 
Or me, I'm not the most talented person in the world. Or Mark, me, I don't know anything much about the Bible. How, how can I help set the table? I, believe, I love New Spring Church, and I believe in what we're doing. And, 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 and I get this part about joyful, relevant, irresistible environments. But, but and, and look, could I just say something? And, and I'm, I'm sorry for I'm getting out of order here. But one of the things that I love is people will tell me, this is the number one thing I hear about New Spring, is people will say, I love what I felt when I came in the place. It's interesting. People don't talk about our style or what we do or how we do it. They'll say, I love what I felt when I came in the place. Now, this is my personal belief, and I could be wrong. Let me tell you why I think people feel that when they come on our campus. It's because every week, between three and 400 people are volunteering. I think that's the spirit that you feel at New Spring. People, busy people, who are just saying, you know, I love this place. I love the vision of this church. I came from another kind of place. But I just love what God is doing here. So much so. And some of our volunteers, it just blows my mind, on some weekends, they will volunteer for all three services. There were volunteers who got here this morning, 7 30, 8 o'clock, and they'll be here till 1 o'clock, 1 30, and, and love every minute of it and wish that we would start another service. Our motto here at New Spring is worship one, serve one. And a lot of you who are worshiping at 9.15, you will volunteer at 11 o'clock. God bless you. I believe that's why God is touching lives here. And by the way, could I just tell you about an upcoming change? We had to, we had to move the services apart because our 11 o'clock service is packed. There are no seats left in the house at 11 o'clock. And you guys have, you know, have this parking thing going on in the parking lots. So we had to move the service to 9.15, and evidently that was a little early. So on time change Sunday, not till time change Sunday, but on time change Sunday, we are making both services 15 minutes later. So this service will begin at 9.30, and the 11 o'clock service will begin at 11.15. So if you're thinking about volunteering here today, we're actually giving you 15 minutes. And we're, we're even making... A worldwide time change for you. So we, we, will, we, we will spare nothing at New Spring here. But I want to go back to what I was saying a few moments ago, because somebody could look at this and say, okay, Mark, I get it. Our purpose is to help people. And then we want to help people make a connection with Jesus Christ. And our strategy, we want to create joyful, relevant, irresistible environments. And it sounds cool. And I'd like to be part of that. And I'd like to volunteer. But Mark, I just don't know if I could, if I could. I, I got to read this to you. This, I, I saw this this week. And Paul, I think, was one of the greatest men in all of history. But listen to what he said. And I just want to read. This is Ephesians chapter 3, verses 7 through 10. For all of us who think maybe God couldn't use me, look at this. Paul said, this is my life work, helping people understand and respond to this message. Couldn't you almost overlay that statement over this right here? Look at that. He said, this is my life work. This is my purpose, helping people understand and respond to this message. Okay, we're sinking with him. We're saying that's me too. He said it came as a sheer gift to me, a real surprise, God handling all the details. When it came to presenting the message to people who had no background in God's way, I was the least qualified of any of the available Christians. How many of us feel like the least qualified? You say, Mark, I look around, a lot of people more, more qualified than I. He said, I was the least qualified of any of the available Christians. God saw to it that I was equipped but you can be sure it had nothing to do with my natural abilities. And so here I am preaching and writing about things that are way over my head, the inexhaustible riches and generosity of Christ. My task is to bring out in the open and make plain what God who created all this in the first place has been doing in secret 
And behind the scenes all along, now this is what reminds me of New Spring, through Christians like yourselves gathered in churches, this extraordinary plan of God is becoming known and talked about even among the angels. I love that. I wish, I'm running out of time, but I wish I had time to talk about that. Paul is saying, look, here, let me just go back and, and, and summarize what he said. He said, I, I know that my life purpose now is to help people know about Jesus. That's the purpose of New Spring Church. Paul said, I didn't feel qualified. He said, I thought everybody else around me was more qualified. But he said, here's what I did. I just stepped up to the plate, and God equipped me. I don't want to make this personal this morning, but I have to tell you, I'm one of the shyest human beings on the planet, and my close friends know that. If I ever thought about the fact that I was going to stand on stage and you guys are going to listen, I will tell you this. I'm just telling you inside stuff. I don't think this will make 11 o'clock, so I'm going to give you guys some inside stuff. The scariest moment I have, if I think about it, is like I was over there with Mary Alice before this. The scariest moment I have is during worship at the end, thinking to myself, in just a few moments, this is all going to be quiet, except I'm going to be talking. Man, that terrifies me. I was so shy when I was in seventh grade. For the first time, I took speech because I was, I was so shy. I had a hard time ordering a soft drink at a fast food restaurant. And even to this day, if I thought about the fact that you guys were listening to me, it would scare me. I don't, I don't know what happened. I just know I stepped up and God equipped me. Every new springer here today, if you would step up, God would equip you. You see, here's what messes us up. We say, well, when God equips me, I'll step up. And love, God doesn't work that way. God takes ordinary people. See, he loves that. He just loves taking ordinary people like me, who clearly are just extra. I mean, I'm very ordinary, maybe even below average. God loves just taking ordinary people and infusing them with his ability so that when people look at what we do, they say, that can't be him, it can't be her, it's got to be God. Some of you today, when I talk about kids' world, you're sitting back there thinking, boy, it was such a drag when I was a kid, and I, you know, I'd like to be part of that. But I just don't know. I don't know if I'd have the ability. I don't know if I could relate to kids. I don't know if my nerves would take it. I just don't know. But you know what? If you would step up, God would equip you. Some of you love tech. We got tech. Some of you love people. Man, we get first impressions. I mean, on and on and on it goes at New Spring. There's so many opportunities. I mean, Paul said, my purpose is to help people know the message. And if that's your purpose, and by the way, could I just say, honestly, I am not twisting anybody's arm this morning. If you're here today and you're not part of New Spring, please, I'm not pressuring you. If you're here today and you don't really love New Spring and you're not really into what New Spring is doing, I understand that. I understand that maybe it takes a while. But I'm just talking to those of you who love what God is doing here, and you've yet to pick up a a ministry. I'm calling you out today. Uh, Not me. It's not me. It's Jesus who's calling you out. The second thing you and I can do if we love New Spring is we can sacrifice for it financially. You know, the Bible tells us that God followers who believe in his work so much that they will take the money that they have, whatever that amount is, and turn it over to him. God will use their money and then turn around and bless the person who gave more than, 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 with more than they would have had before they gave. 
See, I learned a long time ago, and this is, you know, some people, when a church talks about giving, they get a little squeamish, and I have a hard time with it because I know how people react to it sometimes, and, and I don't talk about giving very much, and I think I do that to your disservice sometimes. But, you know, it's like all that church talks about is money. Well, I'm not talking about money this morning. I'm talking about faith. Because clearly God doesn't want to get his hands on my money. If he did, he could turn my lots out and have it all. Besides, he owns everything anyway. God wants to use my money, but more than that, he wants my faith. He wants me to trust him. And throughout all the years, God followers who believe in what God is doing have brought a percentage of their income to the place where God was at work for God to use. And God has made the promise all the way from the very beginning that if we would give to his work, he would turn around and bless us. So for, for in our family, we've done something that we believe God followers have done through a lot of years, and that is tithing. We've brought at least 10% of our income to the, to the churches that we've been part of because we believe this, that you know God is saying, if you'll trust me with the 10th, God is saying, I'll bless the other 90%. But I'll, even if you're here today and you say, Mark, the ten, I don't see 10% of my money. I just don't think that's going to happen. Well, I'm probably not going to know what you do anyway. So I want to challenge you with something, though. I want you to challenge, I want to challenge you if you love New Spring. And by the way, again, if you don't love New Spring, I'm not talking to you. And if you don't really believe in our vision, I'm not really talking to you. I'm talking to those of you who love what God is doing here, and you believe in it, and you love the changed lives. I mean, you saw what happened on Watermark. 300 people going public with their faith. I mean, that's almost like Pentecost. And you believe in that. And you're saying, but Mark, things are tight for me. Okay, I want to challenge you to go somewhere and think about a percentage of your income that by faith you'd be willing to give God. And with this in mind, that if he blesses you, you would increase that percentage. And, you know, here's the thing. This is the only thing that God ever tells us to try. I mean, he doesn't tell us try being faithful to your husband, try being faithful to your wife. He just says do it. But giving is one thing that he says, try it. Let me read to you a text, and I think this is maybe the best way of saying it. In 1 Corinthians 9, it says, remember, and this is about giving, a stingy planter gets a stingy crop. A lavish planter gets a lavish crop. I love what the message says. Paul said, I want each of you to take plenty of time to think it over and make up your own mind what you'll give. That will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. How many of you have been at church and you've heard sob stories and arm twisting, right? I think that's why people struggle with with churches talking about giving. So Paul said, think it over. Take plenty of time to think it over. Don't do it on an emotional basis. That will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. God loves it when the giver delights in the giving. God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything, more than just ready to do what needs to be done. In other words, you won't be just accomplishing what God is doing here. It'll be radical what God will do with your gift. If you love New Spring Church, I want you to think about two things today. I want you to think about volunteering, worshiping one service, serving one service. And I want you to think about, would you be willing to think about a consistent, because see, that's the important thing, consistent percentage giving. You decide. You determine. You think about it. And God says, watch what I do. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm 53 years old. I've been a Christ swallower for 45 years, and I've learned this. I learn when I care about what God cares about, 
that's when God really opens up opportunities for me. When I care about what God cares about, that's when he opens up the windows of heaven and he blesses me like I never dreamed possible. I love New Spring Church. And if you do, Jesus is calling you out. We're going to have a different kind of, <laughs> we're going to have a different kind of close to the service than we normally do. I want you to look at a card. And some of you are already serving at New Spring Church. You say, Mark, I'm already volunteering. But uh, I want you to look at this card for a moment. It just says, I love New Spring on one side. and got a place for your name and address. And on the other side, it's a place for you to, th- to think about volunteering. And now here's the deal. I want you to know this, that if you, if you sign up, we're not going to like come to your house and have black helicopters you know, buzzing around and, and bring you here and make you go to work next week. It's nothing like that because we want you to do what you love doing. It just means that by checking this, one of these boxes, you're interested in learning more about being part of these ministries. And it will help us because, you know, right now, you think about Kids World. And, I mean, our, our volunteers at Kids World are numbering the hundreds now. And yet, with 900 more people than we had this time last year, it's like we, it's challenged us to stay up. So would you be willing? I mean, Jesus is calling you out if you love New Spring. Would you be willing to just look at this card for a moment and say, okay, I don't know for sure, but I'm willing, I'm willing to, to be open to talking about it.